questions, you kinda have answers. It's your pals, Geeksters. And welcome to episode 170, part 3 of Geeksters. I'm your host, Ed. I'm your host, Sean. What was the deep voice for, Ed? <laughs> it was because I was still laughing. <laughs> <laughs> Kind of got some questions. That's okay. We kind of got some answers. Kind of. <laughs> uh, hi, everybody. Welcome to the show. Um, here in part three, we kind of do the news. Yeah. Uh, we try something similar to what we did last week was Segway News. Yep. Didn't go as well as planned. I don't think it did. I think there was something something off there. I don't know what it is. Um, we'll try again. I mean, if you guys liked it, let us know. If you guys hated it, definitely let us know. Um <laughs> Try to tweak it out. Maybe I can come up with a. We need better segues, or the we need the over the top like oh. My problem was with it was I couldn't figure out when you were going to end to segue into my story when you were because it's like you always seem like there's always that like when you move you have these movements. He moves for a lot when he talks. Like that's why I think he's tired at the end of the night because he's running in his chair like literally like his arms are waving around. You know, I am very handsy talker. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I do. I'm, yeah, I'm, Animated the, is my word. What do you use for this? I would call it Jewish. Jewish. <laughs> if I was Italian, I'd say it's Italian. Yeah. Jewish and Italian, that's a similarity. We talk with our hands. <laughs> yes. So, like, a lot of times when, when he does it, they, he, he there's a certain ways, like, when he keeps talking, like, I know he's got a little bit more to say, so I have to wait until he's finished. <laughs> and then it's like, he was kind of done because he's, like, looking at me going, Huh? <laughs> like it's your turn. I, <laughs> I can't lob the ball any higher than that. Swing better. Oh, I, I yeah. I guess I'll. I'll uh, I don't know. Do maybe I'll try to find a way to wrap it up with a way for you to easily segue into it. Yeah. Like I'd be like, hey, I think Star Wars has a bunch of murder in it. <laughs> Speaking of yeah, murder, Sean, Sean, did you see who slayed it at the concert this weekend? Speaking of sleighs, do you know it was Christmas this weekend? Do you know it was Christmas? Speaking about Christ, (laughs) he was put up for the night. (laughs) Speaking of being put up for the night, I was at this hotel, and the TV shows were horrendous. Well, speaking about TV shows, you know it got canceled this week? Blah, blah. (laughs) Segways like that. Yes. (laughs) Uh, Something along that vein. Yeah, so sit back, enjoy the show. And while we give you kind of the news. All right. And we're back. You're listening to Geeksters Live on HawkeyeNightRadio.com, iTunes Radio, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio. This is Chocolate on those apps. Would you like to explain what happened? <laughs> I was too busy looking. I saw something on my my email about uh, Minnie Mouse hairdos. <laughs> I don't want to see this kid with these two hair ears, basically. I'm like, That's got to hurt her head. And next thing I know, we're back. And I'm like, holy crap, I'm not ready. Now, before that, yes. I said, hey, Ed, do you want to come back at the end of the song? Yeah, okay. I'm like, okay, we've got 30 seconds left. Okay. <laughs> I wasn't paying attention. Obviously. Obviously. So, it's time for Segway Nerd News. Segway Nerd News, folks. All right, I'll start. Well, for those people who don't know, let's give them the idea. What's All right, the- good. Ed usually grabs articles for Nerd News. Yes. He usually tries to keep them relatively close together in story-wise. Relatively. Yeah. So, last week, 
to kind of help ease the load because he was kind of he had a busy a rough week last week. Yeah, I was like, well, give me some news articles, and I'll what do you call? I'll I'll do a couple as well. Yes. Very rarely do I get to do the news. I like to be surprised, like the most of you people. Yes, but this time I did it. But I when we did it, we made sure there were segues. Like how they do that. <laughs> oh, tragedy has fallen behind of blah blah blah. Um, speaking of tragedy, it's a tragedy that the Star Wars movie didn't make much more money. <laughs> you know. <laughs> so we went back and forth, and and Sean really loved it. Apparently, you know, because usually, like, he's like, "We got to do this again," and then the next week, he has no clue <laughs> what goes on. But he apparently remembered enough to want to do it again. I remember. I mean, I don't know how long it's going to last, but <laughs> let's see how this works. Let's see how it works. Let's see if people like it. That's where it all comes down to is if people go, you know what? That was stupid. Don't do it again. We're not going to do it again. There you go. And people go, oh, I like it. We're going to continue doing it. All right. All right. So, Ed, why don't you tell us what's going on in the news? Let's talk Oscars. Grouch. <laughs> The golden statue that may many actors and filmmakers pine over to to something we'll never to get. validate their their existence in the movie industry. Right. Okay. Okay. And one of the movies, of course, that we've been talking about nauseatingly is Star Wars: The Force Awakens. You have yes, yes. yes. Okay. <laughs> and do you think that Star Wars: The Force Awakens should be an Oscar contender? Um, at least for score. John, it's okay. John Williams. John Williams is the guy. He's the man. He's already getting, um, I think, a lifetime achievement anyway. Yeah, coming up soon. So you know what? I think it's time the man wins an Oscar for Star Wars. Right. Well, they're talking about that that Star Wars: The Force Awakens could actually contend as an Oscar Best Picture nominee. Really? Yes. Okay. Um, I don't know how I feel about that. I mean, without I can't I can't voice my opinion without spoiling the movie <laughs> that's kind of like I, I would say okay um sure but then i'm trying to remember was episode four nominated for best picture no that would make me kind of confused but okay we well the, the reason why is is that they're they're talking about blockbusters not really making best picture very rarely, very rarely does that happen where the two coincide with each other. Yeah. You get a, a blockbuster hit that's also an Oscar contender. Yeah, Oscar contenders are usually the kind of movies that though they want to pat themselves on the back for for expanding social consciousness, or like when when uh, Peter Jackson won for um, Return Lord, of the Lord, Lord, Lord of the Rings, Rings the trilogy. Yes, right. I don't think he won it specifically for that movie. I think he won it for spending eleven years of his life bringing these three films to the screen. Yes. I don't think it was like a, oh, we actually thought The Return of the King was the best movie of the year. Yeah. We just kind of think that, oh, my God, you did so much in this time. Right. And you, you've changed the landscape. Here's your Oscar. Yes. But, so, so I mean, I mean, like, like as, 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 as far as now, it's, I'm not saying that there is going to be a nominee. Right. But they're, they're, they're looking into it. I mean, they can't ignore the fact that the well, amount of money it's making this nine days and, 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 and all the press it's been getting. Go ahead. Well, I mean, you do. It's not like, you know, there's a board of members and you have to kind of, you have to submit your movie and say, hey, look, right. I feel like my movies should be in the best, we'll go best soundtrack character. Or we'll go with the best original score um, category yeah. because here's John Williams' score. This is, this is the scene and it, it, 
I always say John Williams because he kind of he's a good staple, kind of a good starting off point. Right. Um, you probably could give a best supporting actor nod to um, Harrison Ford, mm-hmm. especially since I do think, in my opinion, I think Sylvester Stallone is going to get a nomination for his role as Rocky Balboa in Creed. Creed right. So. I, you might come down to Creed versus Han in, I mean, Apollo, Rocky versus Han as a, a best supporting actor contender. Okay. Well, I mean, the Broadcast Film Critics Association is polling it right now to see whether or not Star Wars The Force Awakens should be a best nominated uh, picture. Uh, the, the uh, of course, the New York Times has noted that Disney is going full on press they're going full on Force like, Awakens. Yeah, like let, let's let's get this, let's make this an, uh, a a nominee for Best Picture, you know, to do this. Yeah, I don't know. I gotta be honest. I don't see. That's the problem is I you do want movies like if they start bringing in blockbuster movies as as Oscar contenders, I think you're gonna get into like uh, it's gonna it's, it's already pissing contest now as it is because December becomes that month where they do all the tear jerking movies, the dramas, because that's where the Oscar season is. So now if you're going to say, well, are you going to tell me that Guardians of the Galaxy should be nominated for, uh, I mean, it'll probably get nominated for visual effects. I think it did, you know, because it was last year. But I mean, Ant-Man, like, would Ant-Man get nominated for visual effects? Like, okay, it's got a, it's, or Jurassic World. Right. Like, those kind of blockbuster movies, they usually get something as far in the way of, of visual effects, but as far as best picture of the year, I don't know. I don't think, I think that the board of directors for the Oscars, mm. I think there's still stuffy old white guys who don't see those as viable films. I think that's like, Oh, those are popcorn movies. That's why they have the MTV movie awards. Yeah. But I mean, I'm mean, okay. Now, right. Granted. I mean, like, like, uh, since I'm a big star Wars fan, like you are yeah. well, maybe bigger. I don't know. I, well, oh, you're wearing it. a Star Wars T-shirt. I'm not. Yeah, so, yeah. You know, one of my Christmas gifts. All right, show it off. Anyway, um, show it off on radio. Good, good idea. <laughs> I'll show it off to you. Uh, actually, yes. Anyway, that's no moon. That's your stomach. All right. So go ahead. All right. Anyway, so so like like even for me, I'm like you know what I don't. I mean, like, even though I really like the movie, I've right. seen it twice. I'd like to see it again before right. it leaves the theater. Sure. Maybe another, you know, two times, whatever. Yeah. I agree with the fact that I don't know if this would be a movie that, that brings up past pressure. But this kind of opens the door of going, you know, there is movies that get the snub that I think would have made Best Picture, you know, at least, yes. at least a run for it and something that go, okay, you know what? It is a popcorn <clears throat> movie or something like that. But that storyline was really good, or this actress' performance was really good, and they're never going to get nominated for something like this because these stuffy old white guys. I know. think Captain America: Winter Soldier was an Oscar-nominated movie. Yeah, I think that could have been just as good as as a Best Picture nod than anything else. I think it was ignored because it involves superheroes. If you take the superheroes out of it, and I said it before, and you put humans in it, it's a great political spy thriller. Yeah. And regardless of the superhero aspect, I mean, it's a good, cohesive story, and it it fits and it works. I that's why I was like, out of all the Marvel movies, to me that would be like an Oscar nominated movie. I mean, because I mean, like out of all my film collection that I have, I, I you know you have 
hundreds of movies as well right. as I do, maybe thousands, you know, in, <laughs> in comparison. But I mean, like, 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 how many Oscar-nominated films do you have in your collection? I I gotta be honest, quite a few. Oh, okay. I mean, because, um, like, I do have Whiplash. Whiplash is J.K. Simmons won the Best Supporting Actor. Yeah, it's a great movie. I do. I don't necessarily go out and buy it because it's an Oscar winner. But I do go, I'm interested in that movie. And I go, oh, my God. Like, the Intimidation Game. I saw it because I was interested in the concept. But the moment I walked out, I was like, that's going to be nominated for an Oscar. You know. And I yeah. said it, and it was. It should have won more. But I was like, all right. you know. But it's in my collection. But then again, it's also, so is Ant-Man. Right. You know, I'm more, like, I like watching movies. So it doesn't matter. But there's there's a plethora of, oh, yeah. you know, movies oh, yeah. that we don't have in our collection. Oh, definitely. That were just put out because... They were Oscar nominated, or they're yeah. going to be contenders for Oscar nominations yeah, like, I don't, for whatever reason. Yeah, I don't. I don't go out and buy a movie just because it was Oscar nominated. I yeah, go yeah. out because I want to be entertained by it, or yeah. I, I, I like it for some reason. And, and that's 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 the thing that always confuses me every time these Oscars come up is the fact is is that a lot of these movies either nobody saw or very few people saw, or they saw it right. in a rush because now they're you know they have to see it because oh this could be an Oscar contender and I have to follow along with the Oscars yes. and what's what's going on. And I, half the time, I'm like, I'm guessing when we do the Oscar picks yeah. because it's like, no, I didn't see this one or this one. Else. These were no movies on my radar at all, like, like the, yeah. my list that I was going to see at all. And I'm probably not going to put them on my you know list for you know purchase or, right. you know, for my collection. So like something like this comes along where you go, you know, could Star Wars be the opening door of of you know maybe some of these movies that people have seen, you know, gotten a lot of hype, you know. I- it's made a couple million, you know, a few million dollars, I, you know, like 20, I, 30 million, 40, 50 million, 60, 80 million dollars. Yeah, but again, it could be like, okay, look at Jurassic World. Jurassic World was a huge hit this year. Yeah. Um, nowhere near an Oscar contender. So if no. you look at a dollar ma- amount, it's kind of, you kind of go, eh, it gets kind of weird. Because it becomes a popularity contest. Right. Where it is like, okay, well, you, because you made the most money, you deserve an award. It's kind of like, hey, well, you because you're the star quarterback, we're going to make you king of the prom. Yeah. It's not the person who actually does most of the work. Like, I, I do believe like the Oscar nominated movies should do something or touch an emotion that maybe nobody does. Like, like okay, I'll say Sylvester Stallone is a good example because I saw Creed. He was Rocky, yeah, and he's been he's Rocky for thirty years now. But something about the way he played Rocky this time around was so different and so magical. Whereas, like, I can see him winning an Oscar for it because it wasn't like, it was very, like, laid back and very kind of almost Yoda-esque in his, in his performance. Did, did, didn't did he win an Oscar for the original Rocky? No, he won he won an, he won an Oscar for screenwriting. Right. Um, he didn't, I think he was nominated for best, I think it was nominated for best picture of the year, but I don't, it didn't win that year. I think uh, All the President's Men won, oh, okay. um, I think. Uh, don't get me wrong, because I was a kid kid, so I wasn't yeah. really... Um, but it was it definitely one screen it was a kind of one screenplay he was i think he was nominated for director i think mm-hmm. i know he's not he won for writing i think he was nominated for actor i think he was nominated for picture but he only won writing well i mean i just you know i mean like i just wish they would rethink things and how they do it cuz yeah. i think they sh- they shoehorn all these movies in now sure and and you know like cuz it's now it's like 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 certain movies, like they're 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 talking about the Man of the Sea or whatever, the one with uh, Chris Helmsworth. Yes, about the Moby Dick, the the, the story that, that inspired the story of Moby Dick. Dick. Yeah, 
Ugh. You know, and, 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 you know, that's, that could be a contender. And it's like, we didn't even know it came out until like, you know, right. like, like we were. Like, why is that a contender? Well, because it's, you know, it's a serious movie. Yeah. Well, and, uh, and, right. and, and, and like, like, uh, you know, like, or put the, instead of putting a Schumhorn all in there, put him through the year and go, this could be nominated for best. Well, you know, see, like, that's, that's the problem. See, that again is all the movies that are put out, like a movie that comes out in January is eligible for Oscar nomination for the following year. Yeah. The problem is that most people are still under this... Uh, this Back in the day, before v- VHS and DVD and all that kind of stuff, it was you put it in December because award ceremonies only a couple months away. That movie's fresh in their memory. It's the mm. last thing they saw. It'll be the first thing they remember. Now, what they give out screeners and stuff like that, mm. any movie that gets put out through the... Any movie that was put out in January could also win Best Picture the following year yeah. because there's enough medium out there for to be able to watch it. It's not like, oh, well, this movie's going to be gone in theaters. I remember seeing that movie, and it was really good, blah, blah, blah. Like it's, yeah. That's kind of where the problem right. is, is that the the way they get their information has changed, but yet the way they do things is still archaic. Right. Again, old white guys in, sitting in an office judging movies mm-hmm. that they may have only seen in the last few months. Right, right. Because that's when they know Oscar season's around. Now, what they need is they need to kind of clean house and get maybe the, maybe the like the J.J. Abrams and the Kevin Smiths of this generation, when they get older, they should be part of the, like Quentin Tarantino, Robert Rodriguez, like the younger um, directors that are now either emerging or big now sooner or later, or however they figure out the process of getting on the board of directors, mm. new blood's got to start coming in sooner or later. You start pulling from your, your peers. Yeah. Stop letting the old, stuffy white guys who still feel guilty about slavery in World War II run the show, so that way you don't have to worry about 12 Years a Slave, as good as a movie can be. Is it really worth the Oscar, or is it white guilt giving you the Oscar? Yeah. Or Schindler's List, as great as a movie as that is, is it really worth the contender of because it's a World War II movie filmed in black and white and you feel bad because a lot of Jews got killed? Yeah. But the other hand is, does that mean that a Schindler's List or a 12 Years a Slave gets beat out because Star Wars made more money? Yeah. You know, like, those people aren't going to go, like, the people who are going to go see those movies aren't going to be, it's like, well, no one... I just, I just, I always hate it because I always feel left out watching this. Yeah, you've watched Watching you go... the war shows and going... Like, like, I didn't even know that was out. Like, 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 like that one movie who won the one year, The Artist. Yeah, it was a black and white silent movie. Nobody fucking saw that movie. Yeah, and yet it won a bunch of shit ton of Oscars. And you're going, who the fuck saw this movie? To kind of like, right. You go, I didn't even know that was even. I never saw a single commercial about it. Yeah, and then oh, the dog's all popular now, and, and the guy who won's like, it's winning all these. I was like, I never even heard of it. Yeah, never. Like, I agree. Like, those movies should not be... It's like those... I don't want to say, like, those should be taken away, but they should or, be kind of... Or give them better marketing. Like, like do, like, what Star Wars does in marketing and get, like, you know, the yeah. artist out there so people heard of it and they yeah, go... Yeah, but that takes money, and if the artist was an independent movie... Yeah. You know, Star Wars didn't have to pay a dime for most of its advertising because it's fucking Star Wars. Yeah. A movie like The Artist or a movie like 12 Years a Slave or Schindler's List is going to need some marketing because there's people going to be out there going, who's Schindler and why does he have a list and why is it in black and white or or the imitation game? Like, I went and go see it because it had 
you know, Sherlock Holmes in it, yeah. and it was a World War II murder mystery. Yeah, so you're yeah. like, that's the reason why I saw it. And then when I watched it, I'm going, this is so not the movie I thought going in. Mm-hmm. You know, but it was still, I walked out going, oh my God, it was amazing. You know, or when I saw Birdman, my dad didn't know what that movie was going to be about, but he knew I wanted to see it because it had Batman, you know, in it, and, and yeah. it looked kind of cool. And he walked out going, oh my God, I had no idea what to expect. And that was pretty a pretty good movie. Yeah. He was like amazed. I was like, I know. I was amazed too. Not what I thought it was going to be when I walked in. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, and that won awards, but it's still like, eh, you know. Yeah. It's pretty sure everything's got its own place. I think that's the reason why MTV has their movie awards. All right. You know, I don't know. I mean, I, I get that whole, like, I, I would like to see nominees. And the winner is Star Wars The Force Awakens. But I get the same thrill as like the People's Choice Award goes to The Force Awakens. And the MTV Movie of the Year goes to The Force Awakens. Like you always want your guy to win. Right. You know, it doesn't matter what award ceremony it is as long as they win something. Right. Well, this article, though, I I do want to put thing. It is posted on our Facebook page, Geekster Radio. If you haven't gone there and liked it, go ahead and like us. But it does give us, though, best picture front runners, contenders. Uh, yeah. Dark Horse's long shots of of different movies. Now these again, these are not like there's these are going to be nominated. There, there's but people, they're possibilities. These are like the what people think should be nominated. Exactly. Well, you know, since we're talking about movies and nominations and stuff like that, mm. here's one movie that's never going to be nominated. Yes, Spaceballs. Ah, all right. Um, Mel Brooks is sequelizing Spaceballs, as you may have known. It's called the Schwartz Awakenings. <laughs> Right now, the story goes as follows: Is the Nerdist reported on uh, reported the news on Adam Carolla's podcast, yeah. Take a Knee, and it was confirmed by Brooks that a sequel is underway. It's in the early phases of development, which means he's probably just writing it now as we speak. Yeah, um, he also did say he wants he wants to potentially start filming as early as next year, twenty sixteen. Wow. Um, he also wants to bring on board as much of the previous cast to the sequel as possible. The thing is, according to uh, Blaster, and earlier this week recorded, a lot of weight falls on Rick Moranis. Yeah, yeah. Because he is Darth Helmet. Um, he said, Brooks did say that if, if Moranis didn't want to do it, Brooks wouldn't do it either. Another problem is, though, it's hard to get a lot of the returning cast members <laughs> when most of them are dead. dead yeah. I mean, it's, I hate to say it, but Dick Van Patten, who played Princess Vespa's father, he died this year. Joan Rivers played the uh, Dot Matrix. She passed away last year. Mm-hmm. And John Candy, of course, played Barf. He passed many years ago. Yes. So you're you're kind of, it's it's almost like, sure, you can get what's-his-face, um, uh Bill Pullman, he played Lone Star. Yes. He's, he's you know, why not? He's coming back to play in uh, Independence Day 2. Yeah. So, sure, I'm sure he's got nothing to do at the moment. And Daphne Zuniga, mm-hmm. uh, she played Princess Vespa. Yep. I don't know what she's been doing lately, but sure, bring her back in, too. Like, if they're available, you know what? I'm putting it out there. Mel Brooks, if you're listening, I'll be your new barf. Yeah. You know? He could play Candy. I could Do play I... Candy. Yeah. I'm my own best friend. That's right. Hey, it's me. It's Barf. It's me, your Uncle Buck. (laughs) (laughs) 
So, I mean, uh, now, obviously, I was already in. The moment I saw Spaceball sequel by Mel Brooks, I was in. I didn't care who was in it. Yeah. You can get everybody from The Force Awakens to play their roles in the Spaceballs sequel and just spoof themselves. I'd be in. Yeah. You could fucking do it with puppets, and I'd be in. (laughs) Hand puppets. Yes. Shadow puppets. And I'd be like, Schwartz Awakens, now in Shadow Puppet Theater. I'm buying a ticket. I'm just, <laughs> me, 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 my mama. You know? Because remember, kids, evil will always triumph because good is dumb. dumb. That's right. All right. <laughs> All right. Well, speaking of comedies. Okay. Ridiculous Six. I got a review. If you don't know what the Ridiculous Ugh. Six is about. Yes. Adam Sandler apparently made a deal with Netflix. Yes. Uh, to make a series of movies. Yes. I think four of them. Uh-huh. And The Ridiculous Six was the, the first, first one. First installment of his four movies. And I think this is also the one where he also had the problem with uh, people like saying it was degrading. It was not political. Oh, no. Correct. It was. It is racist. Oh, it's, it's, okay. I don't, don't sugarcoat this I, now. I, it is downright racist. Really? Yes. Shit. <laughs> you, now you're kind of making want to see what this, this train wreck looks like. <laughs> a bad movie is one thing. But if you're going to say, no, it's racist, I'm like, well, now I'm intrigued. I got to see how, how bad could it fucking be. Apparently, Native Americans who worked on the film have walked off the project Due to the fact that they're not laughing with the Native Native Americans, they're laughing at the Native Americans and their culture. Wow. Yes. The Ridiculous Six is about Adam Sandler as Tommy Stockburn, who has been raised by Native Americans for most of his life after his mother was killed when he was a child. He goes on by the Indian name White Knife and becomes an amazing fighter because of his Native Americans have magical powers. He's about to marry. Wait, 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 I just lost it there for a second. He's about to marry a Native American woman named Smoking Fox. (laughs) (laughs) Is that the genuine laugh? That's funny. Where his father, his long lost father, Nick Nolte, comes in to give him money. But his old outlaw gang follows him and captures him for the money. Okay, so you kind of lost me. So. Nick Nolte is a bank robber going to give Adam Sandler money for the wedding or just in general? Just, just like in general. Like, okay, you know, I haven't seen you in a long Nick, time, son. Here, I'm making it up for you. I'm making a little something. Something, something here's a little something. And yeah. then Nick Nolte's gang, who he probably screwed over, is coming out after him. Exactly. And they, they kidnap um, they kidnap Nick Nolte or they kidnap Adam Sandler? They kidnap Nick Nolte. Okay. So Adam Sandler's character, Tommy, decides to go save his father by stealing the money, $50,000 ransom, to get his father back. On the way, he runs into five half-brothers. The characters' names are inconsequential, but I give the actors' names. Okay, well, the five there are five half-brothers with him as well? Yes. Like, so this okay, is the, so ridic- this is the ridiculous, ridiculous six. six. All right. Okay, Rob Schneider, Taylor Lautner, George Garcia, Luke Wilson, and Terry Crews are the five other actors playing the movies. They don't give us the names. They give us their character traits. The Indian, the Mexican, the idiot, the mountain man, the drunk, and the black guy. (laughs) 
Which all... Because you got to have one, I guess. It's the token, I guess. They all agree to, because they're all half-brothers by the same father. Right. They all decide they want, go save their to save, 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 save to meet the him for the first time. Okay. So, <laughs> so based off of that alone, that's pretty much how bad it is. But whoa, whoa, okay. there is some shining moments. All right. Apparently, where is it? Right here. For a second. Uh, there's a funny moment with uh, John Turturro. Oh, I can't pronounce his John name. John Turturro. Thank you. John Turturro attempting to teach a group of Chinese laborers the game of baseball. Turturro is the single best part of the movie, and the sequence answers the age-old question, why the rules of baseball are, baseball are so odd. So I guess he comes up with a comedic, comedic way of why well, these of baseball rules are so odd. I, uh, I mean, not only are that those people in the movie, but Will Forte, David Spade, John Levitz, Steve Buscemi, Chris Parnell, Chris Kattan, just to name a few, are in the movie. Well, so anybody who stepped into Saturday Night Live cast, well, that's yeah, alive. Well, well the, the moment you mentioned uh, Rob Schneider, he's jobless. He's friends with... Uh, I was like, well, it was just a matter of time before I'd heard the name, um, what do you call it, David Spade. And then the last guy. Um, uh, Chris Kattan? Chris Kattan, who's never been funny. Yeah. Never. Uh, you know, obviously, you know, it's Chris Kattan's the kind of guy you hang out with to make yourself look funnier. Yeah. You know, uh, it's, uh, I, I don't, I, like, um, we call one of my coworkers saw the movie. Yeah. Thought it was funny. Okay. Now, I, I have not seen the movie. I am morbidly curious about it. Yes. Because I'm like, I do remember seeing an ar- reading an article in the past about the uh, Native Americans having a problem with walking off the set because of how how piss poor this movie is being represented in the Native culture. Yes. Now, it's, you know, I guess it depends on how, like, I, I, I guess, was he trying to re- Try to recapture Basically, the magic of Blazing Saddles? No, he was he was just making fun of the old West Westerns. Like right, obviously. he thought another comedy of the old West is coming up. A Hateful Eight was out. You know, like like well, in all in all fairness, I've never really seen a great Western comedy past Blazing Saddles. Yes. I mean a million ways to die is in the West is probably the closest, but that falls way shy of the mark as far as if you're comparing it to Blazing Saddles. Saddles. Right. I mean, the only other comedy western I could think of, outside of Blazing Saddles, mm-hmm. uh, that's it. I mean, there's the the one with um, the, uh, Fran- the San Francisco kid with Harrison Ford and Gene Wilder. Gene Wilder plays a, um, a what do you call it a um, an Orthodox Jew going out to San Francisco, <laughs> and Harrison Ford <laughs> plays a cowboy. You never saw that one? No, I never saw that it's, one. It's, it's funny, but it's also not. It's like it's an old, old, old movie. <laughs> but it's Harrison Ford very young. Like, I think <sighs> I think pre-Solo days. Yeah. And he plays like a mountain. Like, and it, it's kind of funny, because, but Gene Wilder is, plays the over-the-top Hasidic Jew. Yeah. You know, uh, it's just, it's it was funny. I just remember, it, but outside of that, not many in the way of, of funny Funny um, westerns. westerns. Yeah, I think the last time I tried to make a funny western out before 
A Million Ways to Die in the West was the last movie that Chris Farley was on with uh, him and um, Chandler Bing from, I think it was like East Meets West or I don't remember. It was it was definitely, he was working on a Western. Okay. With the guy who plays Chandler Bing. Yeah. Um, it, it went right to Matthew Perry. Matthew Perry, thank you. Um, they were filming it when he died, and they tried doing a, they tried doing something. That, it was just, it was, it was horrible. Okay. No, no, I'm sorry. I think it was John Candy's last movie, Canadian. Yeah, it was. I'm sorry. I, I, Wagons East. Yes, Wagons East. Thank you. Yes, it was John Candy's last movie. Uh, yeah, that was the last Western, I think, comedy. Yeah, that was. Did. It wasn't Matthew Perry. It was somebody else. Uh, the guy from Wings. I can't think of his name. Uh, he had a big. Oh, uh, see now, because I know Matthew Perry and 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 what's his face. Um, in the meantime. In the meantime, IMDb in this shit. Chris Farley, C H R I S. Chris Farley, Farley. yeah. Uh, Almost Heroes, okay. Bartholomew Hunt, I think it was. Yes, and it was Matthew Perry. No, but the the one with John Candy was. Yeah, that that's was why I thought you, that's what yeah. I thought. Yeah, I was talking about this one. Oh, okay. Yeah, almost almost heroes because he died on the set of this one. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, so ridiculous. So we'll go from the ridiculous six to the hateful eight. Okay. All right. Now you may figure, what do these movies have in common? Nothing. <laughs> you know, honestly, but they're both westerns. Both westerns. I did not know this, but Chatham Tanning is in uh, Chan- Channing Tatum is in The Hateful Eight. Get out! I had no idea. Honestly, I had no idea. All right. Because he's not in any of the trailers. Uh-huh. Um, but he lobbied really hard for this role. Really? Yes. Um, I don't understand. It turns out Tatum really fought for the role of this character named Jody. Uh, he was recently on The Tonight Show with Jimmy Fallon. Uh-huh. And he... Basically sent out, he says he basically sent out an email a day for about a month just threatening any other actors that might be up for the role. I was just praying that no one really tough was up for the role. <laughs> like a Danny Trio. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine that one? Well, okay, so, you know, so the thing is, Quentin Tarantino has been previously said that he, does, he doesn't want, didn't want a few star names for the Hateful He wanted... Rather, an ensemble of similar star power and respect. Uh, which is the reason why Bruce Dern's in it. Uh, Samuel L. Jackson, yeah. Kurt Russell. Like, people he's always liked and admired and stuff like that. Yeah. So, which is always kind of puzzling why Quentin Tarantino put Tatum Channing in it. Yes. Uh, Channing Tatum. Tatum Channing. <laughs> Completely different person. Uh, so, either put it... Uh, he, he either... This is 1888. Yeah. You can sue her. <laughs> He either sees Channing either on the same levels as these ensemble actors, or he just figured, what the hell? Like, I, I appreciate your tenacity. I'll put you in it since you've scared off everybody else. I mean, uh, yeah, I, it's what people would do to get a role. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, well speaking of The Hateful Eight, uh-huh. We were talking earlier about why it didn't do so well in the box office. Right. And one of the reasons why is because apparently these are one of the two movies that got leaked online. <laughs> and it's, it's been downloaded. Like, the Havel A has been downloaded over 300,000 times. Uh, yes. So people saw it from BitTorrent that they could 
watch this movie for free, basically. See, now, I honestly thought it was because of the fact that it was a limited run and in limited release, and it wasn't really coming out fully until next week. But okay, yeah, I do. I did hear that it got bootlegged, and and uh, there was a screener copy of that in the Revenant. Yes, the Revenant is the other one is, as well. Yes, apparently though, that's not the only ones that have been leaked. Of course, Creed has been downloaded uh, over a hundred thousand times, and Ron Howard's Willing Adventure: The Heart in the Heart of the Sea has leaked. And Straight Outta Compton as well, the Peanuts movie. Which is funny, because Straight Outta Compton hits Blu-ray DVD early next year. So yes. I'm like, I can wait. I don't need to see a bootleg of that. I'll buy it. <laughs> but this is, when the, this is when the movie actually were playing in the right. theaters. So wait, there's a bootleg copy of the Peanuts? Yes. Wow. People Carol, really... Brooklyn, and uh, of course the Tom Hardy starring Legend. Uh, oh, oh, yeah, yeah. It's, it's a gangster movie. Yes. And then uh, the Steve Jobs and... Uh, Joy is actually uh, on that list as well. So, well, the Hateful Eight. I mean, I, I was like, I was half tempted to go see it. Yeah, but I ended with a, a little over three hour running time. I was like, I don't know. Even those cushy seats could make me sit there. Um, so I can understand why someone, if I could watch it in the comfort of my own home, I probably would. But you can always go like, how does this? You figure like, how does this happen? Yeah. Well. It's already been traced back. Has it now? To a powerful Hollywood exec. No way. Uh-huh. Technology, as always, you always wonder, like, technology yeah. has at least advanced enough that these things should be able to be tracked down, right? Yes. Well, exactly which DVD screener was leaked was been pinpointed as having been sent to the CEO of a major Hollywood production company. Each of the DVD screeners that were sent out afterwards... Uh, out for awards consideration has a unique watermark, which allowed the FBI to trace it back to where it was where it'd been sent. Now, this is according to the Hollywood Reporter, so take this for a grain of salt. Mm. This particular copy has been sent to Andrew Kosov. That's right, I'm naming dropping. <laughs> He's the co-CEO of Alcon Entertainment. That's the production company behind Blindside, as well as Ridley Scott's Blade Runner or sequel. Cool, right, yeah. The screener apparently was signed for by an office assistant. But after that, it wasn't clear what happened. <laughs> uh, he we, obviously he claims Andrew claims that he's never actually received a DVD himself. Right. Um, so after the DVD was signed for by an office assistant named "quote unquote" Tom. Now isn't he the guy from uh, uh, before Facebook? What was it? What was that that uh, MySpace? MySpace. My friend Tom. <laughs> friend Everyone got a friend Tom. So, I don't know if it was that particular Tom, but it's just it's like I want to get my name back in the limelight. My thing is. What office assistant just signed his name as Tom? Tom, right. Like, obviously, like, oh, my name is Tom. Like, I don't know. I just. <laughs> What's your last name? I don't have a last name. Smith. It's just Tom. Just Tom. It's like, like Cher? Cher. Madonna. No one asked Madonna for her last name. No one asked Cher for her last name. Roseanne Barr dropped Barr, you know, yeah. and, and Arnold. She's just now Roseanne. You know? <laughs> Whoopi Goldberg. She just goes by Whoopi. Whoopi. Oprah Winfrey. Oprah. Oprah. And not even that. She just goes by the big O. <laughs> <laughs> not that good big O either. <laughs> Figuratively and literally. She's the big O. <laughs> She's the big O. Uh, yeah, I mean, you would think by now. Like, according to the, the article, it says that they tried to remove the watermark, but they failed, un- they failed miserably. Literally, yes. Here's my thing is, I, I get it. People are lazy. They want to, they, Everyone wants to cheat the system. Um, I'm sure... The Force Awakens right now is playing in someone's home. You know, a bootleg copy of it. It's just like, I don't know. I, I never was really a big fan of bootlegs. I don't like movies. 
because it's always shitty quality. Yes. Because usually it's some guy in the back of the theater, you know, with a, with a, with a, with a thing, but this is a DVD screener. Yes. Yeah. So, I mean, this is actually like going, Hey, we're going to send this disc out to award season. So it came from, you know, the home office going, here's a finished copy of the movie since it's Oscar season. And we want to jam, we want to jam it in and keep your memory fresh. Here is a screener of the movie. And then Tom signs for him and goes, you know, whether or not Andrew actually got his hands on a copy or not. Because most of the time, from my understanding, is, is that you get that shit in and they just go, yeah, whatever. I don't care. Like, you know, just tell me what you think of it. Right. You know, so somebody just signed for it and walked off with it just going, oh. So, it, uh, you know, I could have wandered the, in. The thing, the thing that amazes me is the fact is that, that 200,000 copies of this in the first day alone of, of Hateful Eight was yes. downloaded. I've tried BitTorrent once, and I've never successfully <laughs> downloaded a movie because when you start it up, you you download this program, and yeah. you it's kind of like you know the old days of, of uh, yeah, stealing yeah, songs yeah. and stuff like that. And you download it's like twelve to fourteen hours. I'm like, how the fuck? Like, what am I doing wrong? That like it takes twelve well, to fourteen hours to download one movie that's maybe two to three hours versus you know somebody's downloading this fucking two hundred thousand times because what you do is. You're doing it wrong. Obviously. What you do is you go, okay, I want to watch The Hateful Eight. I can't wear exactly this conversation on air. You go, okay, I want to watch The Hateful Eight. You go to that BitTorrent site. You go, all right, I'm going to watch it, but I'm not going to watch it now. I'm going to watch it tomorrow. You set it up to download, and you just go about your day. Yeah. And then 12 hours later, when it finally gets uploaded, you already have it, so you can just start and play. It, it, it always fails in the download. I well, tried that's... it once, and that was it. I'm like, you know what? Screw this. I'm going to pay for everything now. I'm just. I'm not <laughs> even going to do it legally. I was just curious because everybody talked about it. But the people I've talked to that do it, it's like it's amazing. Like, yeah, oh yeah, it takes 12, 14 hours. I'm like, like, do you watch it? And they're like, oh yeah. Sometimes you have to keep on it for a little while, make sure it goes through. But once you get to a certain percentage, you know it's going to go and blah blah blah. And I'm like, that sounds like a lot of work. I'll just buy the DVD when it comes out in six months. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Now, so I mean, I, well, I mean, let's face it. I mean, you buy a bootleg movie, all it does is really spoil the movie. Yeah. You know? Well, speaking of spoiling the movie, somebody, this, this is this to me is the most amazing story. <laughs> this this, this is one. The, this is gonna be the final story of the night. Mm-hmm. Uh, could be. All right. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, um, apparently, a fan of Star Wars, Arthur Charles Roy. Didn't want to didn't want to know the movie till he saw it. He wanted to be spoiled. But yeah, like most of everybody. Uh, you waited thirty two fucking years to see these characters in play again. Shut the fuck up. Let me go see this movie. Don't spoil it for me. So he's an eighteen year old Montana resident, and he threatened one of his friends with a photo of a handgun and promised of shooting him <laughs> during their school day if he <laughs> spoils the movie. All right. So I see where the problem's at there. Um. It on school grounds. <laughs> the, that's the story gets even crazier as Roy's threats triggered a lockdown of the victim's high school, which eventually prompted the revelation that a gun used in the threat was actually a BB gun. But not only that, it was a picture of a BB gun. Yes. That caused this whole talk about the fly getting eaten by the spider, that got eaten by the cat, that got eaten by the dog. Arthur Charles Royal is Arthur currently Royal. being detained. So, Bail has been set for $10,000. $10,000 because he showed a picture of a BB gun and goes, dude, if you, if you tell me anything about Star Wars, you see this gun right here in this photo that I have no access to at this moment, even though we're standing in school, I'm going to shoot you with it tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, uh, 
Like, at that point, I'd be like, dude, don't say it. Why don't you just come with me tonight? Like, I would just be like, <laughs> like I, I, uh, I just, I don't get it. Like, I, okay, well, now. This has been, though, of course, the hot, the most well, fastest, abrupt way of police action over internet, social media that's been put into practice. Well, of yet. course, it's the panic button. It's like, oh my god, he said he was going to shoot up a school because it's the, the it's the thing all the kids are doing now. It's the in thing, you know. I mean, I got to be more honest. This is probably the best cat like for a movie that has a really big spoiler in it, or yeah. a couple big spoilers in it. Kind of quiet on the internet. Like it, it's you know, it's more has more. I forgot what I saw. I saw red. Someone compared it pretty well, but it's just it's one of those like, hey, you know, this has this has this is the best kept secret since those seven herbs and spices in the KFC recipe. (laughs) 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 For as much as as much publicity as the movie's been getting, no one's been outright going. Every article that I've seen has paid respect to the, the hey look spoiler. If you don't want to read it, like I used to seeing move, you know, um, articles as hey we're going to spoil the movie, so don't read it. And I do skip those. I can't believe how many of them for Star Wars. Like some people don't care, some people do. Yeah, you know, I mean, some people are just you know like I, I having when seeing the movie walking out, I didn't want to tell anybody because I didn't want to ruin that. Like, well, they and uh, and that was the thing. I mean, like, because people, people, like, I we that morning we saw we saw it at nine a.m. We went to a Wawa, which is a local kind of convenience store type of thing. Yeah, I was getting lunch, and I I had my Star Wars shirt on because I saw the movie. Like right. normal, like any normal. I had my Star Wars shirt on, but I had my jersey on top. Right, of it, so no one cared. <laughs> so people saw me with the jersey, but the the, the shirt on, <laughs> and they're asking me, "Oh, did you see it?" I'm like, "I just." left the theater and they said what'd you think i said it was pretty good and now they go yeah that's what a lot of people are saying it's not like great and it's not because i don't think it was excellent because i think it is the more i thought about it right but especially was, in a second viewing you get to see more, so, more stuff sinks in right but the fact is is that you can't tell anybody the spoilers of it so it's like i'm more in shock of what i just saw yeah. And I got to process it for a while. Like, I just literally walked out of the movie, drove over here, got a sandwich. And now I got you, desk clerk, jockey, douchebag, suing your shit, asking me how I thought about a movie? Yeah. And then don't spoil it for me. Well, how am I going to tell you how it is if I can't tell you anything about it yeah. that's going to make me go, uh, it's been awesome because of this, or it was... It was horrible because of this, or it was, well, it wasn't horrible, but, you know, you know, right. get it. You, like, you can't, I can't go, it was amazing, and they go, why? You go, well, you'll never guess what they did, bang. Like, I mean, when I, like, when I said, when I first saw it, I was kind of angry. Like, I was very, like, because I was going through, what do you call it, the stages of grief. Yeah. Like, when I saw it the second time, like, two, a day, two days later, I actually was able, I felt more uh, sad about it. I was more, like... It affected me differently. Yeah, you know from what I, from what I witnessed. Yeah, I feel like I'm spoiling too much. Yeah, you you're know, talking too much. Shut yeah. up. I just think like, that's the thing. Like, okay, here's the big question now: How long do we give until we can start spoiling the movie? Um, three months. Really? Yeah, I think so. Okay. 
I mean, honestly, I, honestly. If it was out of the theater, could I talk about it then? It'll still be out in theaters in three months. Think so? It's gonna be that long. I think. I think. I think this is gonna try to ride this gravy chain for as long as it's gonna be. I mean, when I well, the day we were, the day we came back to do the podcast, I stopped in at Best Buy. They were already selling the digital copy of it. Yeah. You were taking pre-orders for a digital copy that's coming out in spring of next year. <laughs> so I guarantee you, in May, Force Awakens will be hitting Blu-ray. Yeah. So that's five months from now. Yeah. Easily. So I think three months definitely. If you haven't, if you haven't seen the movie by then, after all, like it's one thing to say, oh, you know what? I didn't see it. Don't spoil it for me. And you know, you can. I'll go. Okay, I won't. That's fine. Right. But at some point in time. Odds are not going to be in your favor that you're going to be able to avoid spoilers right. for too long. Like, okay, you know what? Opening weekend. Okay. Gotcha. Right. Second now week. It's, now it's Christmas weekend also, yeah. so that adds a little bit more of why you can't see the movie because it's too right. many Christmas or, or parties. Or why you, why you didn't get to see it the first weekend yeah. because it was, you know, sold out or whatever. So you know what? You got a four-day weekend most people did. Mm-hmm. You know, Christmas, day after Christmas, the weekend. Mm-hmm. You, know, you know, that kind of thing. So... Maybe you saw it then, all right? Second weekend's done out of the way. Now you got New Year's. Here's your third chance of seeing it when most people were going to go see it because you have time off. Right. You don't have to see it. You can go wake up. Instead of getting drunk off your ass Christmas, New Year's Eve, you can get a little tipsy, go to bed, wake up, and go to the movies. you got a day off. Most people are not working on New Year's Day. Yeah. Go to the movies then. That's now three weeks into the film. That's, you know, one more week, you get a full month. If you're able to avoid spoilers for a month, you're either an internet ninja or you are just completely oblivious to the world around you. Yeah. You know, because sooner or later, you're just going to come on that click when someone's going to go, blah, blah, blah. And you're going to be like, oh, man, I can't believe you spoiled the movie for me. What do you mean you haven't seen it? It's been out for a month already. Yeah. I know, but I'm waiting for video. Well, then fuck you. You, you, you're, you out. Know, you're out. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, like my sister wants to see it desperately. And I'm like, you need to go see it as soon as possible. Oh, I don't. She's making excuse, more excuses not to see it. And I point blank told her, I'm like, until you, until you see it, do not look at the internet. Why? I'm telling you, that movie is going to be spoiled for you. And for you, I do not want that to happen. I was like, you're my sister. I know what happens. I know you need to see this movie as soon as possible. Because <laughs> if not, you're going to get pissed. Now, if if you come if you stumble across somebody, some douchebag who kind of goes, "Well, I didn't know you didn't see it." Do yourself a favor, go out and see it. So that way, cuz like even, even now when I try talking about it to people, you look around the room. Yeah. You kind of I've done that. You we, know? We my wife and I, my wife and my brother saw it yesterday. We were walking through the mall. We were talking about it and, and in like, hushed voice. And very hushed voices, and I stopped. Because I saw people coming my way, yeah. and I'm like, I can't. We can't talk about it now. I've it's, never been that polite to anybody. Right? Like, like this is like the first time. Like, like I would be one of those assholes walking out, going, and, and, "I can't and, believe this happened." In 1983, I would have walked out going, "What do you mean, Vader's Luke's father?" Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yeah. And I would have got people going, "Oh man." And I'm going to be able to run away. Yeah. But now I'm older and I'm wise. I'm going, yeah, I don't need to do that. But there's people out there who've done that. Like, according to this article, another article where there was a guy. In a, California. California. who got his ass handed to him because he walked out and said it. 
Yeah. Thought it was gonna be funny. Fuck you. Nothing's funny about that. <laughs> like, I mean, it's it's funny, but also going, dude, you're an idiot. Just flat out, like, why would you? Why would you not think something bad was going to happen to you by doing that? Yeah. Like, it's like I would have. I would have beaten him. I I would have joined in. Yeah, I would have given a couple shots. Because imagine that. Like, this person saw it before you. You couldn't get tickets because that asshole beat you out on buying tickets. So you have to wait for the next showing. You're waiting in line because you're waiting for that good seat. You're like going to go, I'm going to have to run into right. the theater, grab a bunch of seats, get my friends, put some yeah. jackets out, blah, blah, blah. There's people running the concession stands. We get food. Do this whole plan. Uh-huh. And all of a sudden, some asshole comes out and going, I can't believe. Luke. Blah, 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 blah. blah, blah. blah. Yeah. Or like if it was 1983, I can't believe Vader is Luke's, actually Luke's father. Oh, my God, kill that guy. Yeah. Like, you know, it definitely would have been, like, it, he would have gotten stomped. I mean, it, when I read the story, I was like, oh, good for him. And the fact that he was all cosplayed, I look, I was like, there's a photo of the kid, too, like, uh, cosplayed out as, like, a X-Wing pilot. And, you know, I'm like, good, he deserves to get his ass beat. Yeah. I mean, because it's one thing to kind of, like, I, when I went to work that day, uh-huh. I did spoil the movie, but that person said it was okay for me to spoil it. All right. Like I was like, look, I don't want to tell you because it's kind of a big deal. It's it, it's 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 big, you know. The whole story itself is grandiose and huge and big, and the things that happened to it set up definitely set up seven and eight. And I don't want to spoil it for you. I oh, know it's okay. You can spoil it for me. I'm like, I'm always like, are you sure? Yeah, sure. Here you go. And I'm like, all right, here this is what happened. Bing, bing, bing. I give all the the important spoiler parts, and they were like, wow, that's pretty awesome. And they weren't mad because they were like, I don't care. I don't care enough about Star Wars to actually have it. You know whether I know the spoilers or not. Right. Some people do. Like, well, I would have been pissed. You know, if I if, if I was standing, if movie part of the movie got spoiled for me before we went into the theater. I scrolling through Facebook, stumbled across a spoiler. Yeah. Pissed me off because I thought maybe it was fake. Hopefully it was fake. But then I was watching the movie, seeing that scene coming closer and closer. I was like, "Fuck! This movie has been spoiled for me." I was mad. I was also mad about what they actually during the course of the movie itself. Anyway. Yeah. So, but I would not have, on the way up, I wouldn't have been like, hey, hey, guess what? Blah, blah, blah. You know, this happened and this happened and this happened. I would never do that because yeah. <coughs> it's a shitty thing to do. Right. But you know what's not a shitty thing to do, Ed? What's that? <laughs> Go to dead silence. Yeah, that's right. You know what is a shitty thing to do? What's that? Not going to our Facebook page, Geeksters Radio, and liking it. <laughs> or follow us on Twitter at Geeksters or Instagram at Geeksters Radio. <laughs> That's right. Or just tune in every Sunday night here at AquanetRadio.com, uh, iTunes Radio, tune in on iHeartRadio between the hours of 6 p.m. and 9.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. But you have to search for Aquanet Radio on those apps. You have to search for Geeksters. That's right. And if you want to talk to Ed about anything you've seen or heard on the show or on their website, you can contact him at ed at wordswithgeeks.com. Or if you want to contact Sean on anything we've talked about, you can contact us, Sean at wordswithgeeks.com. And uh, you can also get the podcast. You, you, you can't. That would be a shitty thing to, not to say where to get this show if you want to hear the replay of it on wordswithgeeks.com, iTunes, or if you're a Google user, download any podcast app, search for Geeksters, and we'll be there for you. That's right, Ed. <laughs> All right. And I think that's uh, our show. We'll see you next week, folks. Bye. And we're back, folks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Did you just have an syrup? 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, mm-hmm. Those pancakes are delicious. <laughs> Aunt your mama syrup. Mold your finger, Aunt your mama. She'll get your sticky stuff. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Aunt your mama syrup and little white powder and way, good way to start your morning off ain't that right <laughs> all right all right all right all right uh, <laughs> yeah so uh hope you enjoyed the show yeah you know um tune in next week where we'll have stu- things and stuff <laughs> stuff don't know what you're gonna bring to the table next week um <laughs> Uh, we'll talk about, talk about New Year's because it would be, you know, the first show of the new year. First show of the new year, 2016. First show of the new year, that's right. Wow. We'll leave the light on for you. <laughs> what? <laughs> you sounded like the commercial. Like the, you know, Tombo Dad here. Daisy. Six. Yeah, we'll leave the light six. on for you. We'll leave the light on for you. Okay, well, thanks for that there, dude. Uh-uh. Um, but again, thanks for listening. Thanks for putting us up for. So thanks for putting up with us for all of 2015. Yes. For those of you who are new who just jumped on the bandwagon recently, we appreciate your support. For those of you who have been with us since the beginning, we also appreciate your loyalty. Yes. We don't have gifts for it. You know, the gift <laughs> is laughter that you get for free every week here <laughs> on Sunday nights from 6 to 9.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on AquanetRadio.com iTunes Radio, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio. You know you can search for Geeksters, all right? <laughs> I screwed it up. You can search Aquanet on those apps. <laughs> See how smooth I went to that segue? And, and, and hit it like a ton of bricks. Yeah. <laughs> My face still hurts. <laughs> but speaking of Facebook, speaking of Facebook, <laughs> if you go to Facebook and you type in Geeksters Radio in the search engine, You'll see our Facebook page. Give us a like while you're at it. Instead of giving us a like, you can go to Twitter and follow us there at, at Geeksters or Instagram at, at Geeksters Radio. And, you know, if you want to tell your friends where they can get their own copy of the podcast or the radio show or just the regular stuff, you can go hit the About section on our Facebook page. And, again, final moment of the year, fuck that up. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> Look, this is what you do. Go to the About section. Tell your friends to go there so they can download their own version of the podcast where they can find it if they haven't already found it at wordswithgeeks.com or iTunes. Or if you're a Google user or your friends are a Google user, then go to any podcast app, search for Geeksters, and we'll be there for you. Yes, and in the meantime, if you want to contact Ed on anything you may have seen on the website or a Facebook page, Geeksters Radio, or you want to chat with them you can contact him via email at ed at wordswithgeeks.com or if you want to ponder with sean you can do so at sean at wordswithgeeks.com and we'll see you next year that was wonderful bravo i loved that oh it was great well it was pretty good well it wasn't bad well there were parts of it that weren't very good it could have been a lot better i didn't really like it it was pretty terrible it was bad it was awful i was terrible get him away hey boo boo